And now, in BFJ presents an unauthorized nativity madlib. Five thousand years ago, he got a savior to hold the whole world in his hands. Got stop the it! And now we're gonna spill that Christianity. <laughs> Is that stupid? <laughs> Probably. Grab a drink or smoke some frankincense and myrrh. Tiny baby Jesus' story! <laughs> How does that make you feel? A virgin? Having a baby? This shit might not be. Real. Everything is sacred. I'm haunted by a little drummer boy. Parum pum fucking pum. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this Christian? Podcast. Was Santa like his brother or his cousin? It's Bethlehem's favorite podcast. When did Jesus bless the reindeer? The world's most religious podcast. Moses's favorite podcast. Jesus Christ. God bless us, everyone. Well, hello again, Tiny Tim. It's a Christmas tradition that we start all of our Christmas episodes that way. Well, it sure is now. (gasps) Hi, Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. Speaking of Tiny Tim, I don't do it as well as you. I started listening (laughs) to an audio version of um, A Christmas Carol last night. It's lovely. Why? Dickens? Yeah, it's like a radio drama. While Cam finishes opening, whatever the fuck that is, I want to play you an only slightly edited part of this that I could not believe I was hearing last night. Yo-ho there, Ebenezer, Dick! You wouldn't believe how fast those two fellows went at it. Some pushing, some pulling, panting like racehorses. Old top couple always turning up in the wrong place. Much attached to me was Dick. Christmas Eve, Dick, and not a bottom to help them. They came anyhow and everyhow. All right, I bought you some time. Are you done yet? <laughs> Excuse us, Cam's eating some Christmas cookies. He refuses to let Santa have any. I just kind of wanted to see what your reaction would be if I took a big old bite of an oatmeal cream pie. God, you know what? I don't want to see you bite an oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> really, on a podcast like this, the word cream pie has an entirely different connotation. But oatmeal cream pie, the Little Debbie version, the the wholesome version... Uh, they are such a childhood treat, and Peter keeps buying them. I keep finding them in the pantry, and I have no self-control. That's okay. No one's telling you not to. By the way, Little Debbie is the wholesome version, but also, isn't there a very famous porn called Debbie Does Dallas? Is there any correlation? <laughs> Debbie Cream Pies Dallas. Yeah, it's the <laughs> sequel. <laughs> well, other than eating cream pies, do you have any uh, plans for the holiday? Um, we are having some family in town for Christmas. Uh, we're hosting a, a small gathering of family this year, and uh, we will be doing a seafood feast which is our tradition on christmas eve oh. uh so we'll uh i will be shucking oysters well, shucks. um we will be probably singing carols around the piano yes uh i know that sounds like a farce but seriously uh peter loves christmas music and so we'll probably uh have a little bit of a christmas sing-along um and then we'll put the little kids to bed and probably stay up and drink wine and play games as the as adults that sounds just perfect. Uh, what are your Christmas plans? Um, it's just going to be my mom and I. I'm going to miss your puppies. I had them last Christmas. I just saw a little Christmas memory on, on Instagram, and it uh, showed me with your dogs. Can I have them? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw them in a FedEx box. Wait, no Weibo? Oh, holes. No Weibo. She's in Florida, surely terrorizing her other daughter. No, it's okay. So what will you and your mom be doing? You're spending a lot of time with her. You're. If you start collecting dolls, we're going to be... 
We're going to have an issue. Start. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. We're going to watch so many movies and eat a lot of food. Actually, we're planning on having Chinese food for uh, Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve. I don't know which one, but I'm thrilled about it. I love the idea. I've always been jealous of my That's, Jewish friends who do that. Uh, I mean, it's a weird year, so why not have a weird Christmas? Ever since daddy went to prison, all traditions went out the window. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> Yikes. No, I Daddy don't. wasn't there. How have we never played daddy wasn't there from Austin We Powers? have. You do not listen to this podcast. Oh, we have never. We have played it. Yes. I do I listen so to much. it. I don't go back and listen to old episodes constantly like you have to for previously on purposes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I only I brought it up in jest uh, because it is kind of in a way liberating to have your idea of Christmas shattered because <laughs> the pressure's off. It, like... it shattered. <laughs> you know, it's kind of better that Christmas is ruined forever. No, I like it. I like it being, uh, I like the stakes lowered. I hate when it feels like high pressure. Although TBH, getting ready for this Christmas season has felt like a lot of work already. Why? why and why are you so whiny about it? Because I'm always whiny. Um, I wrote a bunch of Christmas cards and they are exhausting. They're overwhelming and it's a pressure I've only put on myself. Nobody was like, send us cards. But then I, once you start, you know, you, you commit and you kind of have to finish. I think we sent out Christmas cards once or twice, uh, Peter and I, early in our relationship. And I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> it's just <laughs> not going to happen anymore. I bought uh, generic ones and just wrote lots of messages and it, it became a lot real quick. You could have just done a family portrait of you and all your house plants. My poor little house plants. <laughs> Oh, no. I FaceTimed you the other day and you didn't answer. So I've got a corpse of a plant here that's just waiting for your presence uh, so we can have <laughs> oh, a service. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> which which one is it? Ivy Winters. Um, oh, no. You were sad when she went home on Drag Race and now you're sad. When <laughs> that she's dead? Yeah. <laughs> now, now, you've, now you've murdered her, her namesake. I'm really sorry. She's a potho. She's supposed to be unkillable. But like I have my lighting in my apartment is is pretty not good i so, used to have a thriving pothos in a room that got zero direct sunlight so i feel like maybe something else was going on there maybe she had maybe she had some like root rot or something from the from the jump i don't know but she is looking tragic and is uh, she actually dead i mean bring her on camera uh, hold on Oh, she's not dead. No, she gets these yellow uh, leaves every couple days. She gets new ones and they fall off. And then some of these leaves have like white kind of moldy looking stuff on them. She's also pretty limp. Maybe she's not dead, but like we've got her on life support. And I feel like it's time to pull the plug. <laughs> you can't just throw away a plant that's not yet dead. It's I too, can't it's sit here and watch it die. It's too painful. Okay, well then give her to someone. <laughs> How offensive. Here, take my dead plant. That's what I think of you. <laughs> Can your mom keep plants alive? Does she have sunny windows that Ivy could live in? Um, Yeah, she does. I'm actually bringing a couple poinsettias that I'm also killing <laughs> to her house. <laughs> my black-thumbed friend. Uh, bring Ivy Winters and put her in a window and let your mom... Rescue her for her plant murderer son? <laughs> uh-huh. Hold on, I'm putting this back. Plant murderer. Or I could just hold it for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'm so sorry about Ivy Winters. It's a, it's a real loss, but, uh, <sighs> you're right. She wouldn't have made a beautiful Christmas card. And if you have ugly children, you don't do family photos. Absolutely not. That's a rule. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm complaining about sending them, but it is really lovely to get a card in the mail. I love Christmas cards. It, like, I love them too. I do think some kind of personalization though is necessary to like make sense of them sometimes. I just got a card in the mail. The front of it just says joy, and then I open it up, and it says Mikey, exclamation point. And then printed on the card, 
like, you know, from the store, wishing uh-huh. you peace and happiness throughout this holiday season. Love you, mom. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, this is the kind of card you got from your dentist. Um, and I, I did enjoy okay. getting a card. It still made uh, yeah, me feel happy. I, uh, um, I I truly believe that Christmas cards either need to be, like, photos of your family, so that feels personal, or a personal message. But just, like, a, my grandma has gotten into the habit of doing that. Like, a, a store-bought greeting card that just says cam, comma, and then whatever's printed on the card, love, gran. And then, like, that's it. I'm like, why? This doesn't feel like it was worth the effort, to be honest. I mean, it's still nice to get the card. I maybe hoped my mom would have had more to say to me, but uh, alas. It's fine. She's going to see you on Christmas. You can get all the Christmas sentiment then. Ah, I'm so excited. Sorry, I just got I just got filled with the spirit. No, tell I just me. got filled with a brim with Christmas Ew. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were filled with cream pie. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so Christmas cards aside, have you been doing anything else, uh, either holiday or not holiday related, to you know fill your days? What have you been up to? Honestly, no. <laughs> <I've> been... <laughs> no nope. well i did this is not like very jolly but it kind of is christmasy because there's christmas ghosts Ooh, i went to a funeral <laughs> i don't mean to make light of it oh um, lord michael that was a full ride and i didn't know how to react no it was actually like a very nice funeral it was for both my grandparents they both passed this year they were very very old and we just didn't have a chance to uh you know get together for covid reasons but we got a chance finally it was in actually, the bleak midwinter. In, in the, the bleak, bleak. midwinter. <laughs> um, but it was actually really, really lovely. It was really cold and gray, um, but also it was snowing. So it was kind of the perfect combination of somber and uplifting, if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. And I don't know uh, if this will sound weird, but I was thinking, like, this is the perfect ambiance for a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like snow is better than rain. If you're going to throw a funeral, I can't <laughs> recommend mid-December but more. Um, I felt a little insane at one point. I was holding a big old... Fart. Ba- uh-huh. <laughs> Usually, to be honest. Um, I was holding a big old batch of balloons, like very colorful balloons in a graveyard. I <laughs> <laughs> Batch like someone baked them. <laughs> what do you call a thing of balloons? Just bundle. A, I don't know. Uh, yeah, a bundle, a, a grouping. Um, uh. But it's not as weird as it sounds. My grandma always had us release balloons at reunions. I think I've said before as a way to celebrate the lives of family members who have passed. Uh, but before we handed them out, people took turns saying a few words, and I'm just standing there holding like 15 balloons, looking like Pennywise from It. You know, the horror clown. I just <laughs> I felt inappropriate. <laughs> yeah it it is a little strange it makes sense in context but yeah i felt uh, a little insane uh well i'm glad that you got to do that got to honor both of your or got to say goodbye or whatever you want to call it both of your grandparents uh even because i mean that's so complicated i have friends who have lost family members this year who still haven't been able to you know travel to have any kind of like service for them or anything yeah no i'm very grateful we got the opportunity um (laughs) merry christmas sorry i'm talking about funerals (laughs) was your um your funeral balloon wrangling your gayest moment. Like maybe. <laughs> gay, 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 gay. My week's been sort of low-key, so my gayest moment is going to be simple. It's just a couple of uh, gay Christmas packages I got. Not the super gay, like, go-in-your-butt kind of packages, but <laughs> gay nonetheless. Um, Does the whole package ever get in your butt? <laughs> I feel like the package is all genitals. Does the package include the balls? 
I have yeah, seen porn so. where balls go in the butt. It's intense. I, I don't think I have. It is awful. Awful. <laughs> Does that hurt the balls or is it just a really floppy beehole? I don't can a beehole be floppy? It's like wide and loose. It, floppy is weird to say. Well, I guess that's what I meant by floppy. Uh, anyway, beautiful <laughs> Christmas packages. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've gotten a, a few super cute Christmas packages, one of which was a gingerbread house from a California family to, to make with my mom. Oh, that's so sweet. It was. I'm so excited to do it. Um, and the other is from Cam and Peter. It is a gorgeous uh, coffee table book of drag throughout history. Stunning. Who's it by? Uh, Simon Doonan. Who is the, he's uh, Jonathan Adler's husband and partner. And uh, I think he was the former fashion director at like Bloomingdale's or Bergdorf's or like one of the big ones. One of the gayest ones for sure. Um, It Uh is just called Drag. It's got Violet Tchotchke looking stunning on the cover. She always looks stunning. And I'm just super excited to have it. It was also my very first Christmas gift this year. So it really uh, sets the the gay bar high. So thank you. Of course. It was Barney's, by the way. Simon Doonan is the former uh, fashion director at large for Barney's. Um, And I was, I've heard him on a few podcasts. And then I saw this book that he put out. I didn't realize that he was like a drag historian. But I think, I mean, I get it. He's like, he's worked in fashion for forever. He's super gay. Uh, and it just like it's like the perfect you know melding of two worlds, and I think that um, like drag has become so fashion these days that uh, it really makes sense for a legitimate person from that industry to take a lot of notice. So anyway, uh, I have that book on my coffee table now. I thought it would look <gasps> nice in your that. apartment. Twinsies. Yeah. I, th- the reason that I found out that it existed is because Peter had pre-ordered it and forgot that he pre-ordered it, and it showed up at our door. Um, and I was like, oh my god, I love this book, and then I immediately thought of you and ordered it for you. So there you are, Merry Christmas. So sweet. Thank you. I loved it. You're welcome. Um, how about you? What's your gayest moment? Oh, my God. Did you God. get a full okay, package so in you? I, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I just I just didn't, unfortunately. Um, no, my gayest moment was, I mean, it was very gay. So this past Friday, I had a full mental breakdown. Um, and I, I really don't use that term lightly. I, I had a really tough morning. Um, there was, without going too deep into it, it was... I've never really understood the the turn of phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back more, um, because I was like, you didn't I get it. Up, it's like very simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch, I got it, but I had never really experienced like something just really little putting me over the edge in such a dramatic way. Um, I I had had kind of a stressful week. I just I still haven't really taken any time off from this house, and because we're hosting some of the family for Christmas, we I, I've put a lot of kind of pressure on myself about getting things done around here. I've since chilled out a little bit about it, but um, I had spent a long day on Thursday getting a bunch of stuff done, and then uh, Friday morning I went to go um, finish a job, and I realized that I had done something slightly wrong, and that meant I was gonna have to pretty much redo it. Eesh. Not that big a deal, probably a couple of hours of work, but it was to the point where I had at the time this to-do list that just kept getting longer. Like I wasn't checking anything off and I thought that I was done with something and I, it turned out I had to go back and redo it. And I got so like, I'm not, I'm not really prone to rage as a, as an emotion. I'm just not a very rageful human, but uh, I was just filled with like violent rage, like wanted to like slam stuff around and like, was like yelling and like, like could not get over it. Like I couldn't choke it down. I was so, which is not something you say often. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I have no gag reflex. I can always choke it down. Um, and so I looked over. I mean, Peter was like just avoiding me, like eyes wide, like what is going on? You're throwing a temper tantrum right now. And I looked at him and I just like burst into tears. I was like, I, I needed really badly just to like talk about it and to like kind of, I needed his help prioritizing these things a little bit. And it helped. It was like a therapy session in the middle of the kitchen that he didn't ask to be a part of. Uh, but he was very sweet about it. And I just like talked about how I was feeling. I actually let myself feel feelings and I, it was fine. I was like, it was night and day. I was in a much better mood afterwards. Um, but it took a, it took a little while. So I just had a a bit of a breakdown. And so I was kind of a man on the edge all day on Friday. Um, you know what I mean? Like when you start crying, you can just kind of feel your emotions just like below the surface for a while after that. Once you've like turned it on, it's very hard to, it has to, you can't just turn it off. Exactly. And so, um, Went on with my day, had a pretty good day, and that night we decided to watch on Netflix The Prom. Oh. We started it. I thought it was going to be just like a frivolous bit of a romp. I mean, it's Meryl Streep. It's Nicole Kidman. It's James Corden. I actually really, really enjoyed the the whole experience. I thought it was so good. Anyway, the gayest moment. I'm finally coming to it, I swear. Um, This, so I, like I said, my emotions were kind of just right at the surface the James Corden character in this fucking musical, he grew up in Ohio and he was rejected by his parents. Anyway, he had these, these emotional moments and I boo-hooed watching a lighthearted Ryan Murphy musical like multiple times during this like two and a half hour movie. I could not stop crying every time something even remotely emotional happened. I just, I couldn't help like feeling it deep within my soul and we got through it and I was like, I feel like such a f- And not just because I was crying, but because it was a, like a big glittery gay musical that was the catalyst for all of my emotions that I've been, you know, holding back for them to finally bubble over the surface. And I just like, couldn't stop crying. I haven't ugly cried with like snot coming out of my nose for a really long time, but alas, here we are. Your gayest moment actually reminds me that I have a runner up gayest moment, which is maybe gayer than the actual gayest moment. Um, I boohooed last night to Judy Garland's It Never Was You. It is just... It is the only song that'll get me every time. What is this song? It never was you. I don't know it. Oh, it's so stunning. Can you can you play us into the journal with it? Uh, I'd rather not. It's pretty not Christmassy and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> All right, I will go listen to that while I grab your journal. How does that sound? You do that while I play us out with a Christmas bop to make up for all this depressing talk. <laughs> All right. It is December of 2015. We are creeping up on Christmas. Do you is that know a song? where we are, what we're doing? Feels like I'd be a good creeping Christmas up on song. Christmas. Creeping up on Christmas. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Write that. <laughs> Send it to Kelly Clarkson and have her make it famous. <laughs> and then I'll put it in next year's episode. <laughs> so December 2015. Tell us about everything. Um, I don't Oh, I was just like uh, catering a bunch, I think. And I'm living with Lead Elian's friends in Washington Heights and getting ready for Christmas. Doc. Doc, yes. We call him Doc. On December 8th, you met with your realtor and saw broker fee apartments. We had been looking at apartments with no fee, which there's plenty of in New York because the fees are exorbitant. Um, But then we were like, oh, we can just 
we can get much, much better deals and better places if you just pay this fee. Um, it's a broken system. Say that word again. Exorbitant. How do you say it? Yeah. That's actually how I say it, but it's actually uh, every time it's exorbitant. Ex- exorbitant is not a word. Exorbitant. Exorbitant. Yeah. Exorbitant. You know what? I thought about it before I said it and I was like, just do it. Take the risk. It's okay. <laughs> no. Isn't that crazy though? That's one of those things where I feel like more people say it wrong than say it right. That is a word. It's kind of like sherbet. How yes! so many people say oh sherbet and there's no mind. R in that fucking word. I was just going to yeah. say that exact same random fucking example to you. <laughs> I worked obviously scooping ice cream for obviously. I don't know if we've talked about that before, but I have worked scooping. At friendlies? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked about it. I work scoop and ice cream for... Do you even listen to this podcast? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> for many years, and why I always called it Sherbert, even though I knew better. Uh-huh. Okay, so anyway, prices were exorbitant. Also, that guy from Instagram is probably going to write back and say that, you know, in Canada they say it right. Um, <laughs> Bitter, party of one, the- <laughs> table's ready. I think they just outlawed some sort of fees in New York for in some sort of broker fees in New York um, because they had gotten kind of outrageous and people were like unable to find apartments without paying like these fees, which is kind of like a tax, like a like a living tax it is. It's pretty a, much. But it's a way to keep to keep poor people poor and to keep uh, people in bad situations in bad situations like it. it I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine how someone who is homeless or who just has a bad living situation gets a better one in New York. It's they make it hard. Yeah, no shit. I, so in Chicago, I, uh, there were brokers that you could look at apartments through, but the way that they made their money, I think it was illegal for them to charge a fee. So like a landlord would pay your first month's rent to the broker. If they could rent your apartment, that's how they made their money. Hmm. Um, so then I remember when I lived there, I was working with a broker and people were like, what's their fee? I was like, there isn't one. Um, because everyone just uh, thought it was like New York where you pay almost like half a month's rent or something just for this realtor to get you to sign the lease, right? 15% of the yearly rent. 15%. So it's more than, more more than than a month. month. Yeah. That's a ton of money. And so you did that. a lot of money. Yeah. And then did you also have to do first and last month's rent? Yes. Jesus Christ. That's like nearly four months of rent yeah that's that is a shocking amount of money i don't know how young people ever moved to that city damn i mean you generally split it with a couple roommates but yeah sorry that was the first line of the first day and we have to get to christmas so i'm going to keep this going but so you saw broker fee apartments finally apartment 23 on 158th and 3c what does that mean for our favorites 3c is the one i i lived in oh really yeah okay that's the one i've been in yeah love that apartment then you happen to see 3D, which wasn't on the market. Applied oh. for 23 and 3D. Don't know the price. You. Long process dinner at Angelica's Kitchen. Did you get 3D? It was 3D, and it wasn't on the market because it was still getting renovated, but we like peeked inside and got the realtor to help us. Turns out this apartment was like way bigger, way more sunlight, huge open layout. You've seen it. Um, and it was just $15 more than 3C, which was like fine. $15? Yeah. That's all? <laughs> and we met the people who eventually moved into 3C, and we were just like, oh, God, if only they knew. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, on the 9th of December, you met Mick and her mom at 1 p.m. for Yum Yum Thai. I love Yum Yum. <laughs> There's like three of them in a row. I think I've talked about this before. I'm obsessed with Yum You yum. have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got accepted for apartment 3D! Exclamation point times two. The fur, or sorry, the perfect place brought uh, Michaela's mom's certified check deposit to Greenwich for mm-hmm. your um, 
for your landlord, then celebrated at a wine bar with Italian pizza, talked about politics and the apartment, so excited. So to be clear, Michaela, Kick, and I split these expenses, but you have to prove that either you or a guarantor has at least two years worth of rent in your bank account in order to qualify for the apartment. So that's why we needed uh, Michaela's parents. Oh my God. So if you don't have, I I couldn't have done it without Michaela's mom. My my mom couldn't have done that. Oh my God. That is so outrageous. It is. Like the more I learn about how hard this was, like, thank God you stayed there for a while. For real. Um, on the 10th of December, you signed lease with Michaela. You brought donuts to the apartment workers. (laughs) Oh yeah, we wanted to go see. Uh, we wanted to go see it while they were like painting and stuff. But we didn't want to just like uh-huh. be assholes to this this crew. So we were like, "We brought you a treat. Let us see our rooms." <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be here for a couple hours with tape measures. Don't worry. Um, you ate chipotle and margaritas, then worked short event at Bert. Oh, Bergdorf's uh, for Dior. Oh, w- not Barney's. No. Um, with Blake as captain. Oh, Blake's the owner of the company. Who last time I said was like Shooter McGavin. Then you met. Mick and her mom at Union Square for wine after. I love that you guys are like, I'm going to work for a second and then we're just going to keep drinking together <laughs> at every turn. Um, on the 11th of December, you had breakfast with Mick and her mom at Blossom. Hey, hey, hey. Then you worked oh, well, to be continued. an event at Saks. Good God. Um, long event, raced to get train before card expired. That is... Um my attempt at, I guess, saving two seventy five. I want my my monthly card is going to expire at midnight, so oh, I had to get uh-huh. through the turnstile before that happened. <laughs> That's funny. On December twelfth, long event for French ambassador on Fifth Avenue. My oh, goodness, kill me. This shit was fucking awful. Does it say so? <laughs> Uh, you said arm and feet very sore, lots of broken glasses. Home uh-huh. at four forty-five a.m. This shit sucked. At first, thought it was gonna be a chill thing because it started as a classy event and upscale whatever at the French consulate. These French people were raging, and they kept somebody's job all night was picking up these shattered champagne glasses that were all over the floor because these people, when they danced, would just put the champagne glass on the floor and walk away from it <laughs> over and over and over. I picked oh up my God. Like, at least like, 15 glasses. It's like a parody of like uh, of rich people who don't understand that things cost money. They just throw, like, this <laughs> champagne's empty, so just smash it on the ground and walk away. That's exactly what was happening. And to add insult to injury, they, like, would not get out of the way when they were dancing. We were trying to clean it up. They would just, like, step on it and then shatter it even further. Just, just fucking see awful. your face every time you hear the tinkle of broken <laughs> stemware. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, well, end of that day, you said, taxi with Kyle and that weird gay creep who was not having the work. <laughs> Do you remember? remember this i mean none of us were having the work so that's fair um not i can picture his face um i remember him just kind of standing around and being like nope not doing that but i don't know why he was so creepy oh i'm pretty sure he offered to do like strange drugs with us at four in the morning in his apartment me and this other random guy and we were like no thanks i'm gonna go to bed (laughs) i'm a pass (laughs) these dogs are a barking you heard um uh uh-oh uh-oh you've mixed up days again god damn it okay well, keep track. We're on the 13th, okay? Um, All right, so we're on the 13th, and next we'll go to the 14th. Thank you. I didn't mean to remind me right now, you fucker. <laughs> All right, on the 12-13, you got up at 1 p.m. because of late night, canceled brunch with Hannah, went to 
Gaff, Blockheads, and Irish Pub with Aaron. Oh, well, that's rude. You canceled on him and then went out with a different friend. I I canceled brunch because I woke up at one. (laughs) Sure. Checked out Macy's Holiday. Tried to meet, oh, our friends Maraid and Smithers, but they were too busy. Watched Bridget Jones with Doc. Like one of my sleeper favorite holiday movies. I love Bridget Jones. Never seen it. What? I've watched it in your bed once with your dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it is a treat. It is a it is Renee Zellweger at her best, okay. and she won an Oscar for Judy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Wait, go watch it right now and come back, and we'll finish. Uh, bitch, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm up to my elbows in your journal. It's so good. Um, okay, on December seventeenth, that was so non-committal. Okay, <laughs> on December seventeenth, met with Hannah in the morning. Okay, oh, sorry, not the seventeenth, the fourteenth. You didn't remind me. Okay, we're on the fourteenth. Met with Hannah. Uh, at Inwood to say hi. Uh, B2 and I drove to, oh my God, Gabriella's in Conchahawken. Oh yeah. Um, For the dog fight audition tomorrow. Mixing up all my friends. Yeah. Smoked and hung out with Gabriella for the evening. You did FS Theater. Oh, sorry. FS Theater called again to go audition for Soulmates tomorrow at 245. Good Lord. Gonna rush to try to make it. This is that theater that I've auditioned for 150 times for like the last three months uh-huh. so i'm doing the dogfight audition in the morning in philadelphia changing cities and then going to this callback oh yes 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 okay thank you so on the 15th of december you had a good audition for dogfight i i see what's going on now yes uh hey dd was there remember him oh i do wow throwback yeah then you drove straight back to NYC, made it in plenty of time for Soulmates Audition, got a callback again. This is at least your 17th audition for them. On the 16th, you had another Soulmates callback at 1020, went great, worked last minute event at Brightling. Oh, like the watch place? The watch place, yes. Okay. Uh, okay, 17th, you worked a double at Skylark. After drink butlering, it was easy. Drink butlering? Drink butlering is when you literally hold the tray of cocktails until your arm fucking falls off. It is heinous. Every time somebody takes a drink, somebody else comes around and puts a new cocktail on your tray so that it's always full. So you don't even walk around. You're just sitting there thinking about this heavy ass tray you are holding without a distraction. (laughs) You're the dog butler. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, no wonder between that and the ice cream scooping, I have wrist problems. You know, I've woken up the last three nights in a row with like throbbing wrist pain. My God, we have to get you to a specialist. We need to we need to strengthen the ACA first. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry. I hate that that it's, keeps happening. It's fine. I have no idea what it is. Um, Are you jerking off with that hand? No, I want to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, friend. That's awful. I don't. I wish I had better advice, but I'm not a doctor. I'm just gonna cut it off. That's what I said to a, a dentist once. They like couldn't see me, or they couldn't. Last year when I was having all those dental problems, I was like, I couldn't get an appointment or something. And I was like, it's okay. I need to get rid of this. So I'm just going to pull it out myself. Could you ask the doctor if they can help me? And the, the receptionist was like, I don't, I don't recommend you do that. I was like, oh, well, it has to go. So I'll just go ahead and do that. <laughs> I got an appointment after that. <laughs> Such a dick. It has to go. Can I borrow your pliers? Um, ah. Now we're back to, we're back in business on the right days. 
On the 18th of December, we're getting closer. So close. Uh, okay, so you worked in Madison Square Park at 6 a.m. for Folgers Coffee. Oh, Got quite cold. Coffee. Gross. Was it the best part of waking up? The Folgers in my cup? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Do you remember the Rockapella version of that commercial or the Irish dancing version of that commercial? Neither of the above. Remember, I don't think I have ever seen these things. Oh, uh, what? Don't uh, me on. for a random commercial when you haven't seen Renee Zellweger's best work. Well, did you watch TV in the 90s? I'm not going to answer any more questions from you until you rectify your mistake and go pay Renee Zellweger the respect she's due. Fuck off. (laughs) I hate you. Um, I have to go take that delivery. Can I call you back in a few minutes? Never. Bye. We love so much. So we left there for everyone to share. A very happy holiday to you from it's cold out there <laughs> oh dramatic queen it is though it's um it's snowing it's it's a blizzard <gasps> is it snowing no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um I love it so much and i well i appreciated the little break because i got a chance to eat some biscotti i got it at the funeral <laughs> biscotti from the funeral honestly you're making it sound like quite a party there were balloons there was biscotti there was an oompa band <laughs> No, but there was the trumpet because there was taps. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that sad? Pum, 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 that is pum, not pum. Taps. taps. That is the death dirge. What is that? That's a... The funeral The funeral dirge. march. What, um, taps is... Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, good. That's very good. I'm really impressed. Oh, thanks. That was my little trumpet impression. Was it worth whatever oh, that, damage that, you just did into the interior? I know it hurt. It hurt the, the top note. It hurt I a little bit. I see that. Anywho, uh, let's get back to it. So so your funeral biscotti was delicious. Great. Okay. A so, family friend made it and passed it out. It was one of okay. my grandma's favorites. It's, that is it's nice. Fine. It's nice. It's fine. Um. So back to the journal where the best part of waking up was Folgers in your cup. Folgers in my cup. December 19th. You spent the morning on the phone with Michaela after confirming details about your FST offer. Yes, because I've got to tell her that this apartment that we just busted our balls to get, um, I will now not be moving into because I'm going to go ahead and take this. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to light this book on fire. I I, do. You must be fucking kidding me. I do move in, um, but I like, I moved for one day or two days, I like brought my stuff in my room, dropped it, and then went to this contract in Florida. For how long? Um, only like six weeks or so. It wasn't long, but Kick wasn't there yet either because he hadn't immigrated yet. He was still in England. And okay. uh, so it was just her, and um, that's like her least ideal situation is to move in and do all the <laughs> moving things oh. by herself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not awesome. <laughs> well, sorry about that. Um, you really want to do the contract, but you feel bad leaving. Thoughts consumed my day. You did, quote, sisters with Amy and Mike and Europa Cafe rap, huh? Then back to the city. Sisters. 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 God, we love a white Christmas. We stand white Christmas. Um, It's the the movie of the season. It's the reason for the season, as they say. Um, Okay, do you know what sisters was with Amy and Mike, though? I think maybe a restaurant. Is it a movie? Oh, a restaurant. Okay. I was wrong. It's a Tina Fey and Amy Poehler movie. Anyway. Um, on the 20th of December, worked as host at Saks. Then Sam came over and we chatted and went to La Kayla 
told Michaela, I'm doing the FSD soulmates. She said she'd prefer I don't sublet, so I agreed for her comfort. Skyped her and kick. Oh, so I'm oh, paying so the rent instead of subletting. Yeah. December 21st, haircut at Made Man. Got Thai food and Katie made dinner for her and Doc. Oh my God, then you fucked your roommate. What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that was going to happen. You can't just throw it out there like that. <laughs> Katie made dinner for her and Doc fucked Doc. <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, uh, you you kept that from me. I did. I did. I knew it was coming. I knew uh-huh. I'd be coming. Um, uh, <laughs> you left it till right before you were going to leave his apartment and then stuck it right up in there. It's my favorite thing to do is to do it right before uh-huh. I leave. <laughs> Fucking run. Yeah. Um, so this other roommate, Katie, had just made dinner and the, it was just the three of us there. So I suppose we tried to like subtly get away and, and be quiet, but it just wasn't a very big apartment. So, <laughs> so it wasn't quiet or <laughs> subtle in any way. And we came out, she was like, how was the sex? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you said I'm always uncomfortable after sex. Emotionally. I just want it not to have happened. Oh, well, yikes because you hate yourself i mean probably but also i feel like this happens more when i'm not like totally into the person and also i, I tend to be in these like awkward situations where i'm i in this case i'm living with someone or where i just don't give myself room to breathe like it's hard to have a hookup and then continue living with you if i want it to yeah. be a one a one night stand with someone i've got to see the next night <laughs> Having breakfast together the next morning, but not because you cuddled. Um, you said the sex was good, but I just have a complex and constant fear of HIV. Well, recent. Uh, recent scare. Well, <laughs> hey, you've grown. This was five years ago. This is not how you feel about it every time you have sex now, is it? No. You wish it didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> My wish came true. <laughs> have you ever had that feeling? I feel like no. Of um... Of wishing it hadn't happened? Yeah absolutely like i've instantly? with people that yeah well i mean first of all like once upon a time that used to be how i felt every time i came uh was that like just racked with guilt i got over that a long time ago but it's not just um, the religion there's like a there is like a, ca- a chemical feeling sometimes that like floods over you once it's the refractory well, period so it's the refractory period but there is stigma or that there is there's some like socialization that is um that that affects that like normally a refractory period i think like biologically a refractory period is just like your body doesn't want sex but then we have internalized homophobia we have uh in my house religion we have all kinds of things wrapped up around sex and how we were brought up and how we were brought up to think about sex that then is like in full clear focus as soon as that refractory period hits Mm. so it's like we're no longer blinded by the peen we are just like (laughs) it's all just like cold light of day so i think by the peen That's how that goes. Um, so yeah, I, I I used to I used to have struggle with that a lot, but then like even in you know more like it, even in adulthood, you know if I have hooked up with people that I wasn't like super into, um, but I was able just to kind of grin and bear it, which is like in my own thing. I don't know. I feel like that's a lack of self respect. That like I, if I'm not having a great time, I should just like say this isn't really working for me. But generally speaking, I will like just let it like just get through it. I kind of feel like that's um, what this was as well. Like I have not not once written in the journal in the days leading up that I'm like super into him. I feel like it was oh yeah we're drunk and this is convenient, um, which doesn't yield mm-hmm. great feelings afterward. It really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Um, but also, like, 
there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just, if you both want to have sex, have some sex if you can. Well, and so that is, I, I think there's so many factors that, that work in, into that, but like, if it's just not great sex, then okay, it's just not that great sex. Sometimes it's not great for both of you. I think the, the things that really make me, there, there have been situations in my life where I've hooked up with someone and I wasn't really feeling it that much, or I could tell that person really was feeling it and I wasn't. And that makes me really uncomfortable. And there's like a, I'm just like, please just get out of my room, get out of my house. I don't want this. Yes. There was an element of that as well. I remember him maybe being, uh, like excited mm. to do it again. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, great. Let's let's I'm all pencil me in, you know, and then you're just like avoiding the house and you don't really want it to happen. Yeah. I, I know that feeling. So yeah. Does that answer your question? I think it feel that feels like a very, um, maybe makes me feel a little less bad about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think there's anything to feel bad about there. That, I mean, not sex, about the sex, but about feeling bad. I feel bad about feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. But sex brings up a lot of feelings and like, that's a, I think that's just very natural. That's a, that's okay. Um, let's see here. So sorry, back to, you had four hours of rehearsal. Choreo went well and they seemed happy with me. You took a bus home, excited for Christmas. Then Weibo tells me dad lost his job again. Never a break. I'm worried for my mom and dad. A lot of stuff in that one. So A, choreo went well. That's important to me because that's always <laughs> the worst thing. I remember this was uh-huh. like a, a prestigious choreographer. And so I was nervous about that. And she was so sweet and was like, oh, you're doing great. And I was like, oh, wonderful. Like, wow, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the bad part of that entry of Weibo telling me my dad lost his job. This lady's always the one. She loves to like dish the gossip. Anyway, um, this is kind of the beginning of the end for my dad. I remember just like feeling really bad for him because he had mm-hmm. pretty recently lost his other job. And, you know, he had told us it was because the, the new owners just didn't like him and had it out for him. Um, so he lost this new job because it was under investigation. Um, but we didn't know any of this at the time because he was still lying to us. Yikes. Yikes. Wasn't, wasn't at that funeral, huh? Nope. Not at his parents' funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent a wreath, uh, but um, he's allergic to biscotti. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, okay, on the 23rd, uh, your handwriting changed really dramatically. Went to Crossgates. Is that a mall? It's like one of the biggest. It's huge. Okay. Went to Crossgates earlier and got Tara an Apple TV. Hey, big spender. Yeah, good for her. Good yeah, for her. her. Very nice gifts for a catering salary. Um, on the twenty fourth, it's Christmas Eve, baby. Ding dong, ding that's dong. The day this is coming out. <laughs> hey, so, that's literally five years ago. Twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen. Five years ago, he got a book, and it's just now lining up. Okay. You shopped in the morning. Yikes. I mean... On Christmas Eve. Shopping on Christmas Eve. I've shopped been busy. I've been busy catering, picking up champagne glasses, and learning choreo, and... <laughs> and, and fucking your roommates. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Not that all That happened five, five minutes ago. Um, who was Taco? Taco? Shopped in the morning with Taco, then drank and rapped. Oh, I think that is Tara. Ah, uh, yes. My pet name for her, Taco. <laughs> it looks like Taco. You... <laughs> You're writing in cursive all of a sudden, and it's very hard to read. My sister, I wrote all my Christmas cards in cursive, and I was thinking about you as I was doing it. I was like, no one is going to be able to read a single word. All this effort is for naught. Did you send one to Taco? I did send one to Taco. Um, Taco and I joke about every time we go Christmas shopping together, we like to go together because we pretend we have money and we'll like make it rain in the store, but then we have to run around and grab the dollars that we just threw all over. <laughs> You both got uh, Weibo's penchant for bits. Her what? Penchant. I don't know. Penchant. 
uh just oh. like a, a no, propensity. no i know what a- I, I know okay. what a penchant is, but oh, I don't know what a penchant is. <laughs> I don't actually know how to say that word properly, so I always just say it obnoxiously. Any Canadians <laughs> listening out there? Um, okay, so you shopped in the morning. It's probably because I had a mediocre education. I'm uneducated. Um, <laughs> Won't get over it. Well, couldn't possibly. Um, shopped in the morning with Tara, Taco, then drank and wrapped. Got great PJs, had yummy dinner with Tofurky, played some Cards Against Humanity, slept... Oh, I'm sorry. Slept in the South Lounge. Was this at, at your, your family manor? <laughs> um, yes. I, I think I said at one point we were. I was like campaigning for um, uh, everyone to be stripped of their rooms because I, uh, as I said many times, lost my room first as the youngest child. Uh-huh. And so instead of saying like, well, this person's sleeping in Tara's room and this person's sleeping in Chris's room. Sure. I was like, why don't we just, why aren't there just two guest rooms? And then it became the South Lounge and the North Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love in my head you've just been like uh you've been lying to all of us and telling us that you had a humble upbringing but really it's like a huge estate. <laughs> oh no all of Weebo's fantasies are real. The breakfast chef actually did get fired. <laughs> all right. Here we are. Christmas Day 2015. Christmas. Nice to be home. Lots of beautiful gifts. You apostrophized lots. <laughs> Love Tara's decanter. The decanter. Oh, was Tara's decanter the one that ended up getting the the, the wood burn on it? Yeah, my precious decanter. Um, it is. It's like become a running joke with McKick and I because this decanter. It was like probably the nicest thing I owned at this moment in my apartment because I didn't own anything. It was just, it's this gigantic wine decanter, almost too big to use. So in fact, rarely was it used. It was more just a piece for the table. And uh, it was like a wooden monogram stopper ball. Yes, and it is because it's like the only fun looking thing I had. I was like, "Oh, don't break the decanter," and it became a thing. They was always like threatening to break the decanter. I go away on this uh, little contract. I come back and kick has burned the stopper to the decanter <laughs> like a candle like i guess he had just blown out he like set it on top of it and was like oh look it fits perfectly but it was like still a hot wick and so it's just like just simmered right under there and left like a black charred the bottom yeah, of it yeah charred it he i thought it was actually funny but he can you imagine his terror he was like oh my god this faggot's gonna murder me <laughs> <laughs> surprised he didn't replace it before you oh that's pretty funny <laughs> that decanter is still in this apartment by the way it has made it all the way i think i've used it thrice <laughs> decanter is nice so. <laughs> i'll use it thrice <laughs> thank you uh so you got lotas of beautiful <laughs> gifts um you mm-hmm. had fried dough and casual drinks at your cousin's fried dough fried in what dough form was our christmas tradition for breakfast um my dad always used to make fried dough we would like is it like donuts no it's literally like fried dough just like that's what pizza. donuts are <laughs> okay yeah uh, but like <laughs> Not shaped in a donut and not sweetened. Okay. It's like oh, okay, like buttered, salty, fried dough. Oh my um, god, yum! It's delicious. Um, it was a uh, our Christmas breakfast. Always growing up, based. I think I feel like at some point down the line, either my dad or my grandma or someone like just happened to have dough, and that's all they had in a blizzard or something. So I made it and called it like a specialty, and then it became okay. a tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the breakfast chef couldn't get out <laughs> to get you all the shopping. I have become the breakfast chef in the last few years. Um, I started a Christmas pancake tradition. Do you have any any uh, Christmas traditions you still hold on to? Well, with Peter's family, I mean, I just get to do whatever their traditions are now because uh, my traditions are dead to me. Um, oh, boy. But <laughs> Do you remember the last time you did Christmas with your parents? Um, I don't remember it specifically, no. Actually, I think I 
I remember my last birthday with them. My last birthday, almost my 18th birthday. And I just remember when, so my sister's a few years older than me, three years older, and she was dating a guy in high school. And on his 18th birthday, his mom got him a pair of tennis shoes. And I remember my mom just being so outraged. She was like, it is his 18th birthday. They should have done more for him. Blah, 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 blah. She was just like, so like righteously indignant about the fact that they didn't do more for his 18th birthday. And on my 18th birthday, strange. Yeah, very strange. I don't know why she was on her high horse about it. She just must have been on a tear that day. It's and not then, like a thing. Anyway, whatever. I know. Um, but then I had like great expectations that on my 18th birthday, my Another parents were going to make Hey. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Hey, Chuck. Um, on my 18th birthday, my uh, like I had a joint birthday party with my sister and my parents got me like one dinky gift and a cake and we like barely celebrated it all. And I just remember thinking like three years ago. You made the biggest deal about someone's 18th birthday and mine like was pretty much glossed over. I was so pissed. Anyway, I don't remember my last Christmas with my pe- with my parents, but we did have very like specific traditions for Christmas growing up. Um I my favorite was um so we lived in like very safe lily white suburbs of Indiana, like very non-diverse, very like nothing exciting ever happened there. Um, people loved to live there because the schools were good and it was quote unquote safe. Uh, and my mom's car got stolen on Christmas Eve one year. So <gasps> oh my God. Um, I know she worked at this little like cute little home goods store uh, right in town. And it was like in a strip mall and she parked behind the store in the strip mall. And on Christmas Eve, she went out to get in her car and it was stolen. And so, and I was like a kid and it was very scary. I was probably like, I think I was in first or second grade. Stealing a car so is like, like seven or eight years old. That's a hard thing to do. You have to know how to steal a car. I know. Um, so I remember it being very scary and sad and it was Christmas Eve and whatever. And uh, up until that point, we had always opened Christ, uh, Christmas presents like from my parents on Christmas morning. But um, my grandparents who lived nearby came over that night and my mom cooked and they were trying to make Christmas special, even though the whole family was a little bit shaken. And um, (laughs) my grandparents suggested that maybe they would, they they were like, well, we're here. We could just watch the kids open the presents from you. And then tomorrow they could open them from, you know, grandparents and aunts and uncles and stuff like with the big family. Uh, Maybe that would make Christmas special this year. And so it did. We, it was very exciting all of a sudden because then we got to open our presents. Then we didn't think we were going to get to. And so from then on, we opened presents for mom and dad on Christmas Eve. And it was just like, just the grandparents would come over. My mom would make a nice meal and we'd open presents for mom and dad. And then Christmas morning, we'd go over to one of the grandparents' houses and do the big family thing. Um, And that was always just like uh that, that was just how it worked for us and it was always special questions two questions mm-hmm. one following up on the car did it did you get any details what happened or did um, you get it back it they found it abandoned in a parking lot like weeks later with a bunch of stolen clothes inside and the cops were like if you want any of this stuff you can keep it it's in your car so like my mom for years had like this random shirt she was like yep stolen goods <laughs> but they, like they wow. didn't know where it was all from it was all this like new shit um all's well that ends well am i right <laughs> i think maybe the, like there we got a insurance payment for it and so we got a different car and then we got the stolen car back and so then we just were able just to sell it even though like pretty much for pennies because like the locks had been popped and shit (laughs) okay follow-up number two did you guys do presents before or after church and did you go to church on christmas and christmas eve oh no 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 here's another thing christmas was completely a religious for us like not not religious at all because christmas is not celebrated in the bible it was based on a pagan holiday so christmas was only secular we didn't sing religious hymns we didn't do christmas services oh. i wasn't allowed to do christmas pageants if they were religious like <laughs> none of that shit oh and i know you're really into beauty pageants so it was uh, it must have been a big disappointment <laughs> you know for you. Christmas pageants are. 
<laughs> I just pictured you as like a full drag pageant. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's surprising, though. I'm I am shocked. I thought for sure it would have been a whole religious thing. Their whole thing is that like the point of Jesus's story is his death and not right. his birth. Um, and it's just yeah, it's if it's not in the Bible, it's not a religious holiday. Actually, we didn't celebrate any religious holidays. Easter was literally just an excuse to get a new outfit and hunt for eggs. Oh, Nothing about God. That is even more surprising because Easter is usually the the big religious. But one. those those religious days and when they are celebrated is like all tied up in like Catholicism and early organized religion and not the Bible itself. And so no no no. I mean, it feels almost progressive, dare I say? Um, <laughs> it's regressive in every way. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess not progressive, but I mean, I'm glad it was separated as opposed to just canceled. Like it's nice to have a reason to just celebrate in the middle of winter in the, in the bleakest time you know yeah christmas was just family and santa and gifts and bright lights and like the magic of the season like not nothing even remotely religious i had to like pitch a fit to allow my parents to or to to get my parents to allow me to sing a solo in a freshman choir concert um during the first noel which is my very favorite christmas song and they were like um well, you, you can't, we don't do that. And I had to like argue with them to let me sing it because it was this big solo and a big concert. And I was so excited about it. And they almost told me I couldn't do it. And that must've been a real conundrum for your mother who would love to see her little gay boy sing. hundred <laughs> percent. I think, and that's what won out ego won out on that one. Thank God. Thank God indeed. All right, Mike, that's Christmas day. I think we should close the journal now because that means next week, right before new year's, we'll get the new year's. Oh my God, we are nothing if not timely. So timely. Um, All right, well, on this very special Christmas episode, I think we should have a very special Christmas outro. What do you think? I think that'd be just a gorgeous idea. There has been a song that we have been on the cusp of performing over and over again for the last few episodes. Do do you know what I'm talking about? I think I snow. (laughs) Oh, that was good and stupid. I like that. Uh, yeah, so after quite a few half-hazard attempts at uh, <laughs> singing that on the spot, I think I think we owe you a real rendition of a white Christmas classic. So without further ado, we present Snow. Snow, 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 snow. It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow. I want to wash my hands, my face, and hair with snow. Snow, I long to clear a path and lift a spade of snow. Snow, see a great big man entirely made of snow. It's snowing all winter through That's where I wanna be Snowball throwing, that's what I'll do How I'm longing to ski Through the snow Those glistening houses that seem to be made of snow Snow To see a mountain covered with a quilt of snow what is Christmas with no snow? Oh, white Christmas with no, no snow, snow, snow. 
Hey Cam, an instrumental break. Why don't you take this chance to tell the folks where they can find more of My Best Friend's Journal? I do love a good instrumental. They can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. That's where our merch store lives. They can find us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. They can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Or, you know what would be the best gift of all? What? They could rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Well, a Merry Christmas indeed. Merry Christmas to one and all. And until next time, always remember, keep the Yuletide gay. I'll soon be there with snow. I'll wash my hair with snow. And with a spade of snow, I'll build a man that's made of snow. I'd love to stay up with you, but I recommend a little should I go to sleep and Where he was born? Born? Yeah. <laughs> born and born. Yeah, he was he was born in Bethlehem. He lived in Nazareth. I can never remember if it's Bethlehem, Jolahem, Amy Lahem. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Sir Ronan Lahem. <laughs> <laughs>